Lord. And, and I love that, that song, Oh, to be like you, to give all I have just to know you. Um, I knew I was going to do this. Give me a minute. Because this is what God's done for me. You know, and when Kathy called me and she said, you know, I wanted you to, wanted to know if you want to help me teach the retreat with her and, and with Lydia and, and these other women that I've gotten to know now. Um, and she told me the scripture. I already had a lot of, of stuff for it. But, you know, as you guys will hear, so much more has happened since then. And God's timing is perfect. Um, this is a little bit about me for you ladies that don't know me. My name is Annalise Rose, and my husband is Pastor Dave Rose. And um, I was outside when she announced it, but we are um, starting Gooding Springs Calvary Chapel. We are so excited. Um, we have a body. We don't have a building yet, but hey, you know what? We'll meet in the park. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And, you know, what a blessing, Cindy. Thank you for giving me part of your flock. They have been in Calvary Chapel Hagerman for quite some time now, and, and you know, what a blessing. These women have already been in my life. You have no idea. Um, um, we came from California also. I was raised up in Joshua Springs, and, um, you know, uh, my husband and I, we always knew that we had a call in our life. We just did. And we didn't know where the Lord was going to take us. We didn't really know what he was going to do, but um, we just... We just wanted it. You know, we wanted it. And um, a year ago, we answered a call to Idaho. And um, I came first, which, you know, at first I was like, why, Lord? Why did I have to come here by myself, you know? Um, but the Lord had a work to do in me. He had a work to do in me so that I would be ready to do something else later on, which I will share in a little while. Um, I have four kids. I have a 21-year-old. A 19-year-old boy, or 21-year-old girl, a 19-year-old boy, a 17-year-old daughter, and um, an 11-year-old daughter. And um, I am truly blessed with my children. Um, you know, part of my testimony is drugs and alcohol. And I look at my children, and my Lord, the Lord has spared them. At the age that my children are, I was already off and running. And they haven't. You know, they haven't done a lot of the things that we did. And, and, you know, what a blessing. You know, what a blessing to know that that, that can skip a generation. You know, I, we broke the cycle because we walked with the Lord. And um, just to see what the Lord is doing, you know, to have your son call you. And, and he's like, Mom, you know, my truck hasn't been starting. And I got all this stuff going on. And, and I was mad. And I almost broke the steering wheel. And, and I, I prayed, Mom. I prayed. And um, I've got this new favorite song, and it's Amazing Grace by Phil Wickham. And I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> or to get a text from your daughter in the middle of the night that, you know, the Lord woke her up to, to read Psalms. And, you know, our children are our most prized possessions. But you know what? They're not actually our possessions. And that's been the hardest thing for me moving here is like Lydia shared last night, you know, my kids were raised in Joshua Springs. I've had two children graduate from there. And I thought the others were going to also, you know, and, and that's not what the Lord's plan was. And, um, you know, I've put my daughter in public school, which is the first time that any of my children um, have been in. And Rebecca's thriving. She's learning to play the flute. She's running. My daughter's running. My daughter, the one that's like, I will never run. I don't know what your problem is, Mom, but that's just not for me, you know, is... 
and she's making friends. And you know what? If we put a bushel over our children and we do not allow them to be a light out in that world, then what's... Well, why, I can't keep it all here and protect it and, 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 and not allow the world to, to share in what the Lord has done in my life and in my children's lives. So, you know, he's, he's really been gracious in all of that. You know, like Cindy said, I had every reason to call Kathy and tell her, I, I am sorry, but I can't do this. You know, we, um, we're in the middle of moving and starting a church, and I'm starting a new job soon, and I, there's been every single distraction that there could possibly be, and it was my highlight too, you know, and, 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 you know, we look at these things that we've got to do, and we're like, not right now, Lord, not right now, Lord, I'll study for the retreat later, Lord, not right now, Lord, and, um, but, you know, the, the amazing thing also is, you know, I came with a framework of what to share with you ladies, but there's many things that happened this weekend that the Lord needed an empty slate to write on, you know, and, and I'm really excited with what he has shown me and what he has shared with me. And, um, you know, so my scripture is, um, is Matthew 4.19. <clears throat> and he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Um, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to break that down into three parts. The first most important part, which we have been talking about all weekend, is follow me. Follow the Savior. Follow the Savior. Um, you guys, you can look at me and you can see Annalise. Not all of you know, you know me, but you all have an opinion, basically, of who I am, what I look like, by the way that I act, the things that I say, that maybe the experiences in my life, you know? Um, but what you see today is a new creation in Christ. If you knew me before Christ and the work that the Lord had done in me previously, you would have seen a fornicator, an adulteress, a liar, a thief, a drug addict, an alcoholic who destroyed her life. And she would never be there for you. She would never, you know, I, I'm not kind, I'm not loving, I'm very selfish, I'm very self-centered, very scared human being without Christ. So that is where I came from. I was raised in a Christian home. I knew the Lord, but I had an emptiness inside of me. You know, ladies, all of us have a God-shaped hole, and we are trying to fill it with triangles and rectangles and everything else, when all we have to do is fill ourselves with the Lord, and we will have everything that it is that, he is, that, that we've ever wanted. You know, I love this saying. It says, you know, it says in the, in the Bible that God will give us the desires of our heart. Well, God gives us the desires of our heart, and then he gives us the desires of our heart. You know, I always wanted snow. I'm like, I love snow. Why do I have this insane... I grew up in Southern California, in the desert, okay? You know, there's, there, we don't have snow, you know? We have, we have summer, two days of winter, summer. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, that was fun. I got my sweater out for a day. <laughs> but I love cold. And I love snow, and I love rain, and I love all of those things. And the Lord put those desires in my heart because he knew that someday he was going to put me in Idaho. And you know what? I prayed, and God gave me snow for Christmas last year. I had snow on Christmas Day. God gives you those desires of your heart. He knows you. You know, just, oh, to know you. I mean, there's a song, and it's by, um, I think her name's it's Blanca, but it's Who I Am. And in one of the choruses, she says, running to the one who knows me. 
You know, he knows me. He knows my fears. He knows that I am scared of you. <laughs> okay? I mean, honestly, if we think about it, you know, how many decisions do we make based in fear? And they are very, very rarely a good decision. Most feelings that are based in feeling, or most decisions based on feelings are not good decisions. You know, but when I make my decisions based on following the Savior, the one who died on the cross for me, the one who died on the cross for me, you know, when I make my decisions based on knowing him and following him, um, in Isaiah, um, Isaiah chapter 6, I, I just, I love the book of Isaiah. Um, it's, it's just, you know, such, so full of nuggets and, and, you know, here's a prophet that the Lord basically told him that nobody's going to listen to you. You know, if you're going to be a prophet, I'd rather be Haggai, okay? <laughs> Haggai got to uh, prophesy to the Israelites when they were rebuilding the temple, and they, they, they went for it. They did what he said. They were excited, and they started building. But Isaiah, the Lord said, they're not going to listen to you. But, you know, um, Isaiah chapter 6, um, verse 8, he said, Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Ladies, every lady here has a call on her life. I don't want a single lady here to leave this, this place without knowing that the Lord has a call on your life. And do you know why he has a call on your life? Because you're his daughter. We have hopes and dreams for our children, don't we? We have hopes and dreams for them. What do you, what do you think the hopes and dreams that he has for us? You know, I, his ways are not my ways. I don't understand him. And if I did, he wouldn't be big enough for my problems. And I have a lot of them. Okay? <laughs> Some days I get up, and I used to always share, this was, this was BC, prior to Christ, and I, I would always share. It was like, you know, I'd get up, and I'd feel great, and then I'd turn around, and I'd see my brain on the, the nightstand, and I'd say, I've got some stuff to tell you. <laughs> you know, and then my day would just go to, you know, downhill from there. If I could hang myself up in the closet and go outside for the day, I'd have a good day then. If I could just get away from me, you know, just get away from me. But you know what? I like me today. You know, I, I like me today when I'm following my Savior. I like me today when I'm focused on Him and, and I'm not looking at the world. Um, I remember the day that I was sitting there and I heard the Lord say, Who shall I send? I remember the day I was in church. And I was listening to Aaron sing worship and Debbie sing worship. And I don't remember the song, but I remember this scripture coming to mind. And I remember going, Lord, send me. Lord, send me. And I remember in a teaching, somebody was teaching Daniel, and I remember him teaching Daniel 11.32. People that know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. I want great exploits. I'm adventurous. I'm like, dude, let's do it. <laughs> you know, I want to do that. I was sharing with a, a sister earlier, you know, um, I was praying to the Lord on my birthday one year. I was like, I want a good scripture for my birthday, God. And, and I go, you know, I, I just, the scripture came to mind, you know, in 2 Corinthians. And I, and I open it and I read and I like, and I will give you a thorn in the flesh so that you'll not be exalted above measure. <laughs> That's really not what I meant. <laughs> But I had a good friend, and she came up to me later, and she gave me a birthday present, Sandra Comparsi. 
And she said, I'm sorry the card's all messed up, but the Lord laid something on my heart that I needed to share with you. And I put a scripture in there. And that scripture was Daniel 11:32, Because the Lord was telling me, you're going to have great exploits for me, but there's going to be some thorns along the way. You know, and there has been. This last year, ladies, has been, whew, I'll tell you, it has been a training ground. <laughs> and I came up here, and I was six weeks here by myself. Ladies, you want to talk about, you know, hearing some of the Lord say, who shall I send, and, and just going. Like Lydia said, you know, I need to know where I'm going. Well, um, I got off of the job at CSN on a Thursday. I had gotten off of the job. There's a way. I, I would love to share all, all of the, the stuff that had gone on in the last year, but we'll have to have lunch. <laughs> um, anyways, I had gotten offered the job, but because my kids were in school, I had a senior graduating. I had all these different things going on. I was like, Lord, I know you're calling us to Idaho, but I just can't go right now. I, I did. I, I'm like, and my, my husband's like, wife, I, I really think, you know, I think you're blowing it. That's what he said. <laughs> okay. Say that a little nicer. <laughs> But I did. I took it to heart, and I prayed, and I was like, all right, Lord, if I'm supposed to take this job, and I'm supposed to, to go now and allow Dave to take care of the kids <laughs> and my cats, <laughs> anybody that knows me knows that that's... <laughs> uh, I did it. <laughs> you owe me. <laughs> um, I surrendered. I said, okay, Lord, I'll go. Because I am the one that sat in the pews years ago and said, send me. I am the one that raised my hand. So, okay, Lord, if, if, if you're in this, it's going to work out. The kids will get fed, my son will graduate, and I'll get pictures. <laughs> you know? Well, the girl didn't leave. But I'll tell you what. On Thursday, I got an email offering me a job. On Tuesday, my son graduated from high school. And on Wednesday, I got on a plane and took a job, okay? And I didn't know where I was going to live. I had no idea, but I, I knew that he did. I knew that he did. And I'll, I'll tell you, I have faced, I faced opposition. I faced battles. I faced thorns. Some of them are still stuck in my rear end, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord was in it. The Lord was in it. I followed my Savior. I followed... I followed the Christ. I followed him who crawled up on that cross and died a sinful death for me that didn't have to do it. Ladies, that song, Grace, what have you done? I don't understand grace. I cannot comprehend grace. Grace, I've explained this like this before. Grace is like um, writing a bunch of bad checks, doing it on purpose, the bank not charging you any fees, and putting extra money in your bank account, okay? <laughs> you know? I, I just... Um, I love the Lord. I love him. But he loved me first, and he didn't require me to love him to die on that cross. That's the amazing thing about the gift that he's given us. You know, um, and the second part of the scripture, and this is a very important part, ladies, is I will make you. You know, how many times do we go out and we try to do something in our own strength? How many times is it that we make a decision on what it is that how we're going to handle an issue or we're going to do this, we're going to do that? 
um, you know, I think that a very, um, a very good thermometer for where you are in ministry um, is if you're doing it in your own strength. If the Lord has really called you to do it and all of those things, the Lord equips those he calls. You know, and we do get tired, we do get weary, and I'm not, I'm not saying that. But, you know, if you're, if you're feeling like you're just sucked dry, like you're not, you're just not making a, a you're not an impact, or you're just not where you belong, or whatever, you know, are you feeding yourself? Are you feeding yourself on the Lord? You know, I um, started this a long time ago, and, and I, I like sleep. I'll tell you ladies, I like sleep. I, I can shut down, I can turn off, I'm, I'm done. When I quit drugs and alcohol, sleep was my best friend. I for, I don't know, years, you know? Because <laughs> I didn't have to feel. Feelings is what caused me to, to do the things that I did. I didn't have to feel when I was asleep. You know, so getting up earlier to spend time with the Lord was not exactly on the top of my list of things to do. Because I still like to sleep, you know? And um, a few years ago, I, I started, I was like, you know, I need to fill myself on the Lord. I've got to fill my bank. I've got to start my day with Him. You know, and I'll get, I, you know, I get up, and I don't, I, I can't not do it now. You know, I just, I, I just don't know what I would do if I didn't spend some time in, in the Word. And, and the Lord has shown me so many amazing things in the mornings. You know, and um, our brains, you know, how they like to run crazy. And, and a lady once, she taught me a really neat trick. I have a little notepad right by, um, by my bed. And, like, I'll sit there and, and I'll, be, I'll be reading and my brain will go wander off on its little track and I'll write down the electric bill. And then I'll go back to what I'm doing. And, and it really is a good tool that I wanted to share with you ladies, you know, because then it's on the paper later. You're not going to forget, you know. And um, you know, we think of Jesus, and I think that there's too many times that we look at all of the miracles that he did, and we go, "But it was Jesus. Of course, he could do all of that. He's God." But there's a, a word in the Greek, and it's kenosis. And it means to empty oneself out. And when Jesus came down, um, he doesn't expect us to do all of these things without having been here and shown us how to do it. You know, he's not like that king that demands your allegiance, like Lydia shared. He's given us a choice. You know, how amazing is that? Is he's given us a choice to follow him. He's not going to force you, ladies. He's, he's not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. He wants you to come to him because you want to. He wants you to come to him not even because you love him. Because, you know, um, I didn't when I came to him. I didn't even know him. I didn't even really know him. Even though I was raised in a Christian home, I didn't really know who he was. You know, I could do all of the, the motions and things like that. Um, in Philippians, um, Philippians 2, 7, it says, But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. You know, he came down here and he experienced all our weaknesses. You know, the amazing thing about the Word of God is, is this has been ordained by, by God. This was put together and breathed and inspired by the Holy Spirit. 
every book that is in here, every word that is in here, and the way that it is in the Bible is, in, is exactly the way that the Lord wants it in there for a reason. And prior to saying that, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, prior to that, we read earlier in chapter 4, we read about where the Spirit led Jesus out into the wilderness to be tempted. The Spirit led Jesus out into the wilderness to be tempted. And we say, why? Why would the Spirit lead? Why? Why would the Lord let anything like that happen to anybody, you know? But when we walk through those temptations and, and all of those things, when Satan attacks us and, and, you know, we're walking in the Spirit, it draws us closer to the Lord. You know, if, if, you're, if you're going through something, count it all joy. Count it all joy. I love it when Peter, he says, he says why should I be surprised by this fiery trial that I'm about to go through? And, and I'll tell you that this last year has taught me a new meaning of that scripture. This last year taught me, why would I be surprised if I was prepared? You know, the other, the other thing about the scripture, if we go on and we read later on, uh, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, it says they immediately left their nets. It says, going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Immediately, ladies. Follow your Lord immediately and stay really, really close to him. You know, um, like that song, Who I Am, running to the one who knows me. You know, running, run to him. All of your owies. Run to him. He's got a really big lap, ladies. He's got a really big lap. He's just your daddy, and he's waiting for you to come and sit on his lap and let him hug you and mend all of your boo-boos. You know, all of those things that we look to, food, men, drugs, alcohol, shopping, you know, they are fleeting. And I love that. The only thing I can take to heaven is people. I was like, I'm keeping that sane. <laughs> I like that one. That's awesome, you know. Because honestly, ladies, when we get to heaven, what we look at as, as gold is going to be pavement. You know, we're going to walk over it. We're going to walk over it. Um, there is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. My husband, he says, um, you know, he talks about carrying your cross. And Dave says, I really think that when we get to heaven, we're going to go, I could have carried a real big, much bigger cross. I could have suffered a lot more for the kingdom. I could have given up a lot more. Really, all of those things that I held on to, they just didn't really matter. They really didn't. You know, and ladies, when you're like this, or like this, the Lord cannot give you anything else. You know, and, and I have a prayer, and it, it's, it works. I pray, Lord, for the willingness to be willing to be willing. Because sometimes I'm just not even willing to pray that prayer. Sometimes I'm just not willing to give up what my own ideas about how life should be. And I've had a lot of them lately. <laughs> really have. Like, why are we doing this? Why do I have to, why am I living in boxes and I, I found my toothbrush? I know my name today, you know. My cat is so freaked out. She won't sleep with me. I'm fine, you know. <laughs> Maybe if I put cat treats in my lap, she'll come lay there when I'm reading my Bible. <laughs> And all will be right with the Lord again, with the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, ladies. There's just nothing like a cat in your lap purring when you're reading your Bible. For me, that's, you know, that's, um, that's heaven on earth. And, um, you know, um, honestly, 
to be most Christ-like? He says, I will make you fishers of men. So I need to be like him to be fishers of men. But I, in and of myself, I'm not able to do that. But I am when I am walking in the Spirit with him. I am when I'm going to him for everything. I am Christ-like. And to me, to be most Christ-like is to be humble. To be humble. To die on the cross for me. When not only am I sinning, but I will continue to sin. You've died on the cross for that? You died on the cross for me? You know, it just, it just, it really floors me. My Savior. Say that word to yourselves, lady. Savior. There's so much peace in that. He saved me from a life of death, a life of destruction, an empty shell that only knew fear and anger. That's all I knew. That's what I ran on for years. It was the only thing I could control. You know, we all want to control something, but there is really only one thing that you can control, ladies, and that's your walk with the Lord. You can control your walk with the Lord. You have the power to decide whether or not you're going to get up and you're going to walk with him or you're going to walk with the world. And ladies, this world is dark, and it is getting darker, and we need to be a light out there. We need to be a light. We need to be fishers of men. You know, and going, going into the last part of the, the scripture, you know, it's intimidating. You know, I am not going to walk up to somebody in a grocery store and hand them a track, okay? <laughs> I will admit it. You know, that's, that's not my strong suit. Um, you know, my husband, he, he would always share, you know, um, my husband has an amazing testimony, um, just amazing testimony. And I always had it on my heart to go to Peru. And every time, you know, it would come up on the screen at, at, at Joshua Springs about Peru mission trip, I'd get all choked up. And I'd be like, I want to go. I don't know why, but I want to go. And I don't even speak Spanish. <laughs> um, you know, and Dave would look at me and he's like, you know. <laughs> and his heart was just not there at all. And, you know, this went by for a couple of years. And then one day this, this thing shot up on the screen, a taste of missions to Mexico. And I looked at my husband and I said, it's a weekend and we're going. <laughs> I am not being submissive. <laughs> not now. <laughs> and he dragged his feet and dragged his feet and dragged his feet. But he had the most amazing mountaintop experience going. And I am totally forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Now I remember. Because he would always share. Why would I go on a mission trip? Why would I go to a foreign country when I won't even witness to drunk Gary across the street? You know, but since then, you know, we have been to Africa and Peru, and my husband's been to Pakistan, and he's done the Jesus film, and just amazing things that, you know, that, that we've allowed the Lord to do in our life. People that know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. But you can't be know, to know your God unless you follow him closely. You can't know your God unless you fill yourself with him, and you can't share your God you can't be fishers of men without that. You know, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Ladies, everyone here has a testimony. And everybody here can share that testimony with somebody else. We can share that testimony without even saying anything. Because people watch us. I'll tell you, when all of this went down last year, um, going to Idaho, I had a lot of people that I work with that were not Christians. And not a one of them thought I was crazy. 
They didn't really believe what I believed, but they believed that I believed it. And who knows what seed that that may have planted. I have no idea what seeds have been planted and other women have watered along the way. I don't, you never will know. You know, and like I said, you know, kenosis. He emptied himself. Jesus did everything that he did on this planet by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ladies, if you're scared of the Holy Spirit, don't be. The Holy Spirit's your best friend. And he left the Holy Spirit here with us to help us. He is our helper in time of need. You know, um, he will give you the power. Just test him. I dare you guys. Test him. Be like, okay, I really want to witness this lady. I really want to share the Lord with this lady, but I'm so scared. Just pray. Just pray. You know, that's our language to the Lord. That's our, you know. And my prayers are like, I'm like, dude, I really don't like this. You know, but and I have my reverent prayers too. I have, you know, the Lord and I have our own particular language. And you know what, ladies? You need to learn your language with the Lord. You need to learn those places where the Lord has said something. You know, I call him Debbie Bryson. She's one of my favorite teachers. And she always says, what meaneth that? And I, I coined that. I, I love it. And, and Gooding was a what meaneth that moment. You know, and that Gooding just kept coming up and kept coming up. And, and I had listened to the Lord long enough in my life to where I knew that that's a what meaneth that. I'm going to put that in my back pocket. I'm going to save it because I have a funny feeling that that's going to mean something. And it meant something, you know. Um, I am so amazingly blessed by the journey that the Lord has had us on. You know, and I have no many, you know, oh, I got a question for you ladies. Okay, what is it with Idaho and men? Okay? So, since we're talking about fishing, I get here, Dave's, you know, he's always been into Harleys and things like that, but now all of a sudden my husband has a gun. So, where did, where did that come from? Where did that money come from? I'm the bill payer in the house. Okay. Where did that rifle come from? No husband, I don't want to learn to shoot. No husband, you don't need to shop for a gun from me. Oh, you like my gun. Oh, I, I see, I see. Why are we in Walmart for four hours looking for fish bait, Dave? I don't get it. You know, but honestly, if you think about it, there is different bait for different fish, different equipment for different fish. And every lady has a different testimony, and every lady has something different to share with everybody. We are all different. We are all unique, and God knows every single hair on the head of, on our heads. You know, do not discount yourselves. Do not think there's no way that I could ever bring anybody to Christ. Do not. You know, um, Pastor Gerald shared, it's his cousin, you know, who would never share Jesus with anybody, you know, brought Pastor Gerald to the Lord. And look at how many people Pastor Gerald has brought to the Lord. And she gets credit for all of them. You know, you, you, you never know. Maybe it's your child that you bring to the Lord. You know, maybe it's drunk Carrie across the street. Who know? We haven't got him there yet, but <laughs> we're still praying for him. You know? But if there's one thing... that I think is most important about bringing people to the Lord is love. And I want to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Starting in verse 1. 
Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Ladies, I can know the Bible back and forth, and I can be... I can have a degree in apologetics. I can be an evangelist. I can be all of those things. But do you know what attracts the person to the Lord more than anything else? His love. You see something? It's a dying world out there, and it is not a loving world. It is not a kind world. It is a, I'm here for me because nobody else is going to take care of me, and I'm going to get it before you do, or else it won't be there. You know, and, and we are not popular... Christianity is not popular, lady, and, and I'm sorry to say that in a lot of ways we are to fault for, for some of that. You know, we proclaim to be Christians and we proclaim to, to know the love of Christ, and yet we don't even love our own sisters. You know? A smile. Um, I love uh, the Beatitudes. My husband and I had an addiction ministry for eight years at Joshua Springs, and, you know, Going back to Isaiah, the Lord said that he was going to be a prophet and they weren't going to listen to him. And that's a difficult ministry. You know, how awesome that the Lord has taken all of my ashes and turned them into beauty. And how many women that I have got to share my experience, strength, and hope with. You know, I got to comfort with the comfort that I was comforted with. But it's a hard ministry. And there's many people that come through that door that would never walk through the door of a church. That would never, you know. And I got to love on them. I got to give them a safe place. I got to give them somewhere to learn about Christ. And, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of them that they just don't, it's not a very big success rate, unfortunately. You know how many of us there really truly are that, that walk victoriously in the Lord? You know, we, there's so much power available us and so much joy and so much victory that we don't even skim the top of it. Um, you know, he, I loved him, but he loved me first. He says in 1 John 4.19, we loved him because he first loved us. In John 13.34, a new commandment I give you that you love one another as I have loved you. 1 John 4.10, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So lady, what I would, I would ask today, you want to be fishers of men, women. Love. Be vulnerable. Um, we taught the Beatitudes in, in our ministry, and, and it is an amazing discipleship for people. You know, that is, like I said, the Bible is written in order for a reason. And as he says that, he says, come follow me. He immediately goes and he teaches the multitudes. He teaches the Sermon on the Mount. He teaches the Beatitudes. You know, and it is a layout for a victorious living in Christ. All of the Beatitudes are, have a promise. You know, I, I call them my New Testament promises. In the Old Testament, we have the Old Covenant. We have the Thou Shalt Nots. But in the New Testament, we have the Beatitudes, which are the blessed are. They're not blessed if. They're not blessed when. They're not maybe. They're not when you get to heaven. They are blessed are. That's a present tense. And one of those Beatitudes is blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know, and we think to ourselves, we think, ladies, how, how can I be pure in heart? My heart is wicked above all things. 
But I can be pure in heart as long as I allow the Lord to continue to tear the layers off of my heart and to keep my heart pliable and I stay obedient to the Lord. I stay in the Word. I do all of those things. And I stay close to my Savior. I follow my Savior. I can be vulnerable to you. And you don't scare me anymore. You know? And I can love you. I can love on you. And I could share the love of Christ with you so that you can believe it for yourself. And that, to me, that's my bait. <laughs> I don't have to stand in Walmart for two hours and figure it out. <laughs> I just don't get it. It's pink, it's fluorescent, it's, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's in a tub and it's gooey. It's like, what is this stuff? I'm not a fisher, okay? I don't stand still. <laughs> I'm a runner. I'll be casting that net as I'm running. All right, ladies, keep up with me. <laughs> but one thing I want, to sh I want to close with is a scripture in Daniel also that is very dear to me. And this is in Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Ladies, let your light shine. Let your light shine and let others see that light shining and let others see love come from you. And don't be scared. Because if somebody hurts your feelings, just go crawl on your daddy's lap and say, you hurt my feelings. I don't like her anymore. And he'll say, I do. And you did the right thing. Amen? Awesome. Thank you, ladies.